crave a higher family. Let's elevate him to his rightful place, because he's the great I am, the king of all the kings, governments, rulers of all the earth, the sovereign and only wise God, the almighty. So my subscribers will note that I sent out a video and a commentary yesterday about the world's first artificial womb facility that's being proposed. That's right, family. You didn't mishear me. A womb facility. It's called Ectolife, and they're saying that when it's constructed and fully operational, it should be capable of incubating 30,000 human babies per year, family. So I sent out that video with a commentary saying, but did you, did you know their ultimate goal is transhumanism? So hello, family. I hope you're all happy, blessed, well, and enjoying Jesus. I want to return to talk about this whole agenda of transhumanism and explore really this whole journey that we seem to find ourselves as a society now on. Because if this is seriously the trajectory that we have chosen, then we need only to look for judgment. I mean, quite literally, destruction is at the door, family. Now, those of my subscribers who were with me over a year ago will recall that we did a study at the time on this whole agenda, looking mainly at Genesis 6 and another book called the Book of One Enoch, which is called The Watchers. And that book does fill in the commentary, really, from Genesis 6 to tell us what the world was like in the days of Noah and gives the understanding that the giants were in the earth and explains Yahuwah's justification for sending the flood. So there's a five-part video study on this book that's posted on the hashtag We Will Restore His Paths channel on the homepage of our website. And the address of our website is repairersofthebreach, all as one word, dot online. So um, just to profess what I want to talk about today, um, so let's just jump straight in. The war on gender. So as I said, I saw this video and was hoping was some sort of sci-fi fiction. This whole concept of artificial incubators and wombs called Ectolife. But apparently I understand that in terms of the concept, it's one of the ultimate aims of the trans agenda. If you recall, we saw the whole what is a woman debate earlier in the year, which apparently was supposed to challenge the identity of women, with Cambridge Dictionary also, so they said, rewriting, and rewriting the following new, I can only call it lying definition, saying that a woman is now an adult who lives and identifies as female, though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. Uh, I think more accurately, that would be a definition for what you call a trans woman. Not a woman. But uh, anyway, moving on. Artificial wombs. So it's envisaged that introducing these artificial womb facilities could both assist Western nations recover their birth rates, which are currently in steep decline in some places, in some nations, almost irreversibly. 
And potentially, though they're saying that it could have the ultimate effect of removing the biology or the need for women in society altogether. Quite honestly, you couldn't make it up. Bringing forth the monsters. So you have to remember that it was Prophet Ezra in his book of 4th Ezra. So 4th Ezra is known as the book of 2nd Ezra. So in that book, 2nd Ezra 5.8, which is now in the Apocrypha, I mean, he wrote extensively about the end times in his book. And he said that an era of unparalleled experimentation in human embryos, unnatural conception, and genetic engineering would take place in the end of days. Now, I would like to just say that as far as Yahuwah is concerned, a human embryo is a complete person from the moment of conception, not a collection of cells. He knows every one of them by name. He created and sent them to the earth. There are even instances where the Lord has actually told his prophet to go, well, to go into his wife, sounding quite graphic, but it's actually foretold what the child they would conceive would be, what they should even call the child, who the child would be. Um, so as far as Yahuwah is concerned, the, the, the person is a complete person from the moment of conception. And that's also, again, supported by the psalmist David, who in fact, talks about himself as an embryo in Psalm 139, verse 15. If you look at that, it says, here David says, My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book, all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there were none of them. So David is talking here about being fashioned in his mother's womb from conception through to birth, effectively. So just digressing to, to make that point. So coming back to the prophet Ezra, because as I say, he foretold concerning this experimentation, which Yahuwah, I should add, deems to be deeply sinful. He says in the book of 4 Ezra or 2nd Ezra 5.8, in quotes, menstruous women shall bring forth monsters. So when he's saying menstruous women, he's alluding here to the manipulation of the menstrual cycle to either harvest um, eggs, human eggs. As some women do this, perhaps for treatments for IVF or to preserve or extend their fertility in some way. But it's actually this facility that actually enables these experiments. And indeed, such a facility as the one proposed in this video, it couldn't exist without the supply of human, human eggs. So that's another kind of aspect of it, of what will enable all the experimentation. But coming back to re look a bit more closely at the whole transagenda and the slippery rope we now find ourselves on towards transhumanism. Because you have to recall that it was Yahuwah. He already revealed that the Antichrist, when he would come, shall not regard the desire of women. Daniel eleven thirty seven tells us very clearly that he'll be a homosexual. So what we currently see in society trying to push this agenda is they're trying to create an environment or a society 
it'll be very commodious or very comfortable for the Antichrist to operate in as and when he emerges. There's a lot more I could say here, but for the purposes of brevity of this post, I'm just going to hone in on two specific things. First is the normalisation of perversion and sin that's being actively encouraged. We can all see now that our children are being very actively targeted. And of course, they're being targeted so that they'll have no kind of reference point for what normality is or should be. Um, I'll leave that one though there. And the second point I want to make is that what Satan's really driving at is he's trying to recreate man, but now in his own image. So let's look a bit more closely at those two points. So starting off with the first point, the steady normalization of perversion and sin. Now, this is so that people open their spirits to become hosts for demons and evil spirits. And of course, these people will be needed to attend upon and support the work of the Antichrist in the earth in the latter days. But in order for that to occur, for someone to become a host for these entities and spirits, people have to first break their own individual hedges of protection by entering into sin. And that's defined and explained further in Ecclesiastics 10.8, which says, whoso breaketh a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. So it's explaining here that every life has a hedge of God's protection, essentially. But when we enter into sin, it removes that hedge, creating a breach in the spirit through which demons, essentially the serpent, can come through and can bite, can afflict, can torment, can even fully possess the individual and use them as a host. And this really is the reason why in the end of days, we're not only going to see an increase in darkness, but people going increasingly into the darkness, into the occult, for these sorts of reasons, because sin is enlarging and increasing. This is no different to what happened to the original Babylon when it fell. It's actually this degenerate heart state of its inhabitants that Revelation 18.2 is describing. It's describing how its inhabitants became so demonized that they became the habitations of these spirits. Revelations 18.2 says, Babylon the Great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. So bird here is alluding to their astral projections, essentially. So that's all I'm going to say about that point for the present. I may come back to elaborate further on some of those points in subsequent posts. But moving on to the second, the second thing I want to address, Satan's attempt to recreate people in his image. So you may say, well, why is he doing this? Because he's trying to act like Yahuwah, trying to act like God. If you recall, the Apostle John said in 1 John 3.2, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And that's 1 John 3.2. So in Satan's attempt to act like Yahuwah, 
He's trying to actually recreate humanity, but now in his own image. And I use the term humanity generically because, note, it's an agenda that's being imposed on all of us without exception. So when I sent out the last post, the previous post to this, about the Chesapeake School District in Virginia, US, authorizing its primary school to host an after-school Satan club. I sent some of you a picture of an image of Satan that the Satanic Church had published on its Facebook page at the time. So apologies, I don't think I sent to everyone, as was a bit disturbing. I mean, it showed this creature flanked by two children on either side. Um, so I didn't send out to everyone. But however, that image is called Baphomet. And those of you who received will notice it had both male and female organs or parts, telling us essentially that Satan is a mixed up being. So what the trans agenda is really designed to do is now actually make people a mixture of these two things, male and female, precisely in his image. The goal for mankind in the tribulation. So did you know, though, that Satan's ultimate goal for mankind is transhumanism. That is to just fuse and mix everything together. This is the agenda that technologists and scientists have now embarked upon in earnest. Genetically to cross the DNA of species, e.g. man with animal, including within our food chain family, and also to cross kinds when I say kinds, I mean, for, for example, man and machine or computer. And this is the reason I call the cold uh, jabs software. Because certainly the ones I looked at at the time had ingredients in them that more belong to that in that technology than in the human body. Now, man, who he has deceived, thinks all of this is new. However, Satan has done this in the past with disastrous even existential consequences, as I say, if we're going to embark on this trajectory, then we really, destruction is at the door. However, I'll come back to further elaborate some of these points in subsequent posts. But it's very, very important that we take stock. Because what we actually see in Genesis 1 is we see the ultimate end or consequence or outcome of the transagenda. By the time this was finished in the previous world, everything was mixed and a total confusion and darkness was everywhere. If you recall, Genesis 1 says that literally the waters that should have been above the firmament were mixed in with the waters that were below the firmament. The earth was in the midst of the waters, the rivers, the seas, everything were all merged together. Everything was just a jumble of confusion and darkness was everywhere until the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And I'll come back to elaborate further on this point. But what we're seeing in Genesis 1, chapter 1, is the consequence and the ultimate outcome of the trans agenda. As I say, we have been here before. This has happened in the past. Not in this world, but in a prior world. So we'll come back to look at that. Um, unfortunately, the churches in the main don't currently teach about the end times. I'm not quite sure why. 
So many are perhaps unaware that we're currently in what the Bible calls in the Old Testament, the time of Jacob's trouble. You can see Jeremiah 30 verse 7. In the New Testament, it's called the Great Tribulation. See Matthew 24 verse 21. I do believe, though, in closing, in terms of a word from Yahuwah, that there has been a divine intervention from heaven concerning this agenda. And we're going to see some very interesting sights and the cutting down of the cutting off of many things in the coming days. I won't elaborate more on that, but in closing, I'd like to read from Habakkuk 2, 13 to 14 from the Sefer, which really just does define the futility of it all, at least from Satan's perspective, because it's ultimately going to lose. Because it says, Behold, is it not of Yahuwah, Savoth, the Lord of hosts, that the people shall labour, in the very fire, and the people shall weary themselves for very vanity. For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of Yahuwah, the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. And that's Habakkuk 2, 13 to 14 from the Siva. Love family, we are the repairers of the breach. Isaiah 58, 12. Hashtag we will restore his paths. This recording was made on the 17th of December, 2022, or the 24th of Tibet, or the 10th month. God bless you, family. Until next time.